Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WBRX Wake Up Call, 8.30 a.m. Uh, here on March uh, the 15th, and uh, what a what a great week it is. Many people, at least here in Texas, are enjoying spring break. Uh, my partner and I were just chatting here before we all started the call and, um, you know, noticed uh, how there's no one out and the typical, um, you know, activity and people on the road and whatnot. It's just not there this morning. So it's a great morning. It's a great, uh, very, very relaxing. It's a lot. I, I will tell you that my, my reflection is that I'm so thankful uh, this year as compared to where we were last year. You know, last year we, uh, we were facing something we didn't quite understand, the way of a global pandemic. We were in lockdown mode. And, you know, one year later, so much has happened. You know, so much has gone on. And uh, we're very thankful you know, um, here, you know, within our, within our household and our family, just that the way things have transpired and gone in spite of all the things that did, did occur. And a lot of people did not fare as well. Uh, you know, we, our heart goes out to the folks that, um, you know, for no cause or of their own, their businesses were shut down or their, you know, company that they worked for were shut down and their livelihoods were completely removed and taken from them. Nothing to do with them, just everything to do with, um, Kind of wrong place, wrong time, you know. And uh, we we had a great conversation. Uh, I believe it was last week on one of our uh, business development calls, you know, where we talked about the fact that you know sometimes difficult things do happen to very good people. And you know, we, you know, I I'm not uh, personally. I don't believe or, or certainly don't want my kids or people, you know, that I'm in in contact with to believe in you know what we call a victim mentality. I I don't I don't think that that's the right uh, mentality or the right approach, but the truth is, is that we all, every one of us faces difficulties at, from time to time, right, in our lives, and nobody has a smooth, you know, glass, water, sail uh, in life. Everyone faces challenges. I mean, that's just the truth, right, and so we, we discussed it last week. We talked about the fact that, you know, that, that we're not promised that we're not going to face uh, significant challenges. In fact, we're going to face many of them. But the, the reality is, is that in my, in my personal experience is the people that experience what I would call a victorious life, what I, what I would call an abundant life, are, are the ones that have kind of learned how to respond to things that don't actually happen differently than things that do. You know, and, um, you know, when, when, I, when I look at uh, the challenges that many people face, whether they're economic or they're personal or they're you know, what's going on in the world or whatever the circumstance may be, you know, that stuff is typically happening to everybody. We kind of refer to that as the wind. The wind, the same wind, you know, is blowing on everybody. And and sometimes that wind is just so crazy, we just don't know how to manage our way through that. And, and the only thing that we can do is we can, you know, direct our path, and we refer to it as the set of the sail. I mean, you can't determine what's going to come at you. That's going to happen. And we can we can certainly you know move ourselves to the extent that we can and pay attention to you know things that that are important that matter right our family the people that we love and and maybe a set of principles that we can use as a guide to determine how we're going to maneuver in this world because this world particularly for entrepreneurs when you're an entrepreneur I believe that that's the greatest form of personal development that you can possibly have with a compensation plan attached to it. Because the reality is, in order to be a successful entrepreneur, 
Um, I don't care what it is that you're doing. You have to go through a significant amount of personal development. Now, when I'm talking about entrepreneur, I'm talking about somebody that hasn't had a business handed to them or, you know, has, there, there, there's no, you know, just I'm talking about somebody that has started a company, a business, whatever that business is from the ground up and they've gone out and they've created a level of success, those individuals have gone through a significant amount of personal development to have achieved, if they've achieved, great levels of success. I was having a conversation with my, my family last night, and I asked everybody, I said, tell me what you think success is. You know, I'm starting to have some of these conversations because my kids are growing up. You know, they're now, next year, I'll literally have three children, three of my five children in high school at the same time. When I share that with people, they're kind of like, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, that, that's, I mean, I'm going to have a senior, and I'm going to have a sophomore, and I'm going to have a freshman in high school next year. And then, of course, uh, not, not, there, not uh, long thereafter, I'll have my youngest. So my oldest is out of high school, of course. She's 21. She'll be 22. And then, and then my, uh, my youngest uh, just turned 12. And so she'll be a uh, eighth grader uh, in, in two more years. I mean, she, I'm sorry, she'll be a, a freshman in two more years, and then and then subsequent to that, there'll be other kids. And so all these other all these kids are growing up, and they're having to deal with real things in life. They're seeing things in their in their walk. They're seeing things on television. They're listening to things. They're being exposed to all kinds of stuff. So it, it, instead of telling them what not to do, I just keep them focused on what I believe they should be focused on. And, and I asked them all a question. I said, hey, let me, t- let me ask you what, do you, what is your definition of success? And they all looked at me, and, and they didn't really have an answer. I said, well, I don't really I don't know, Dad. I've never thought. Let me think about that. And it's something that's all, it's good for all of us to think about it, right? And I'm sure that on this call right here, everybody on the call would probably have a slightly different answer because everybody perceives success maybe a little bit differently than others. And, and the question, and the times I've asked that question, what, are, what do you uh, believe success is, I often have gotten different, many different types of answers. And, you know, some people would say, well, success is just having a peace, uh, peace of mind, and, uh, you know, they, they would uh, say that, you know, my ability to spend quality time with my family and friends, people that I love, or, or and to be able to um, enjoy life, to be able to go places, do things, and, and have what I want to have and, and do what I want to do. It, it, it's all really an interpersonal, um, you know, answer to that question. But, um, you know, there, there have been a lot of people that I've had a chance to listen to their answer, you know, and I've read a lot of um, a lot of information and a lot of people that, you know, share ideas as to what their, their response is, what is success to them, you know. And probably um, the, the, you know, the uh, phrase that has made the most sense to me uh, you know, of all the people I've listened to and, and the phrases, and, and, and this is going back in time, but I believe the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream or worthwhile goal is probably the closest that I can come to what I perceive success to be. Now, what that really means is that is if, if, you're, if you're progressing, if you have an, a goal and you're making progress toward that ultimate goal, okay, and everybody has a different ultimate goal or dream, okay? And, and we encourage, you know, if you, if you don't have a dream, 
we encourage you to visit that idea. Because in business or in life, you know, having a dream of what you would like, you know, what you'd like your life to look like or to be like, and then having different ways of facilitating that goal is a probably a pretty close for most people, if you think about it, it's probably pretty close to what success would mean for most because I can tell you in my experience, anytime that I've set out a goal, whatever that goal is, and, and the bigger the goal and the bigger the dream, there's going to be major obstacles and challenges toward that reality in my experience. And in the progressive realization of that doesn't mean that every day is going to be like, you know, Oh, I'm living life. I'm living, you know, I'm living my best life now. There's going to be days where you're taking steps toward your dream where it doesn't feel like you are. As a matter of fact, there might be some days, whatever it is that you're doing, where you feel like I've taken, you know, five steps forward and ten steps back. And and so we all have to reevaluate what we're, you know, how we're making those strides. You know, what do we need to alter or change, or what do we need to refocus our minds on. But then there are other days where you've made some progression and you feel like, okay, I'm actually getting closer. And those are phenomenal days. But over the course of time, you stop that and you look at how far you've come. And I just gave the example of this year. Now, many would say, well, how do you, you know, look at this past year as being progressive? Well, listen, in the, in the case of, of uh, you know, our journey here and, and many of the brand partners that we've had, you know, we're a company and we're a group of people that have made some progressive results, okay? We're a group of people, you know, we've added, you know, hundreds of, of brand partners over the last 12 months. In a time 12 months ago where most people would have said, oh, that's probably not going to happen. We've done, you know, millions of dollars of business where a lot of people, that's not been the case for them. And I'm not, and I, believe me, I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, we're better or, or worse. I'm just saying these are the facts. And when you sit back and you look at that picture and you look at the progress that's been made, it puts things into perspective. And, and, and sometimes, just like, it, I mean, I'm, I'm a very driven guy, and I want every day to be marked progress. I do believe that success leaves clues. And I try to pay close attention to what's working and what's not working, you know, for brand partners, for myself in this company, for our company, for our executive, for everybody that is involved, for our marketing team, for, you know, the people that we bring on to handle operations, for the people that are managing, uh, you know, our, our back office support, um, you know, our shipment fulfillment delivery, you know, how successful we are as brand partners of getting a message out. Uh, how successful we are at actually getting business accomplished. I look at all of those things, and I ask myself, are we making progressive progress toward the dream? And what is the dream? Well, everyone has a different dream. Well, you know, I, I can tell you right now that I don't have to guess. I can tell you that Sony's outcome or goal for what his opportunity would be here would be completely different maybe than uh, Dr. Nessick. And I can tell you that Dr. Nessick's goal would probably be very different than uh than uh Alan Cheek and Gail and, and Michael Vanderveer and, 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 and all of the people that we have that are part of this journey with us as we have these calls and these conversations, every single one of you has a a different outcome that you would say, Hey, this would really make me happy in my opportunity and I, and that would get me closer to the ultimate 
or let's just call it my dream of what I would want to accomplish. Now, when I got involved in this business, you know, a long time ago, you know, now 30 years ago, uh, my first goal was just to earn $5,000 extra a month. Now, what has happened is my goal changed, my dream became bigger, because as I started to make progressive realization toward the small goal, then the bigger dream became more apparent to me. And, and I think that what's important that we all do is really challenge ourselves to look at things maybe a little bit differently, at least to the extent that we want to, you know, use this, for whatever metaphorically you want to use, but just as an example, if you take Wellness Biosciences Rx and all that's going on inside this community, you know, I heard my wife say something the other day at dinner. I kind of stepped back. I couldn't even believe why well, I could believe she said it, but all of our kids, we were having a, a birthday dinner for my youngest daughter, Olivia. And, you know, I, I can't remember exactly in what context she said this, but she's told the kids, she said, look, what your dad is doing is bigger than just uh, generating uh, money and wealth. He's having an impact on people's lives. And I just listened, and I watched my kids look at her and realize it was, it was just re realize what, what she was saying to them. And I, I looked at it, too. I was like, wow. I mean, uh, she really has kept this in perspective. She really does realize what this really is about. I mean, of course she does. She was in, you know, the, the journey that we had with our company that went from zero to $400 million. So she has a different perspective. She has a different outlook. She sees things differently. Of course, you know, everybody wants to have success financially. And, and, I, and I think it's fair. I mean, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I would encourage you to look at, you know, look at things at least from the perspective of, of you know, what your dream really is. You know, is, is that dream entail a purpose greater than just the money? You know, and, and we try to, you know, give people the tools that they need to go out and generate as much income as they can. But I don't think it's the I don't think just the money is enough. I think that everybody has to have a bigger outcome that they're looking for. One of the things, you know, Sean and I have been talking about as we come to this upcoming event in March is, is introducing an incentive trip. Now, the reason that we put an incentive trip together is that we want people to, uh, you know, like any time any of us have ever designated a vacation in our lives, and we've said, okay, on this particular date, at this particular time, we're going to go on vacation. What is amazing to me is how people will reverse engineer everything that's required to make that goal actually happen, but they won't do that necessarily in their business life or in their or in other areas of their life, and if they took the same approach that they did to scheduling a vacation, it would be amazing what would happen. You're going to see that we're, you know, whenever trip we put together, we've been, you know, kind of throwing it out there and asking folks, would you rather go to a nice resort or would you rather go on a cruise? And I think that in our last call here on Saturday, most folks said, man, we'd really like the resort. And so we'll we'll do, um, you know, we'll we'll have some conversations and put feelers out there and ask folks what they would rather do. But whatever, whatever it is that we do, wherever we go, I can just tell you that, you know, Sean and I have had the unique opportunity of traveling 
Well, all over the world in different places together. In, in, my, in my career in this business, when I first got involved back in 1992, I realized because that company showed me how you could start taking magnificent trips. And we went to, in that, in that journey, as a, uh, as a you know, person who's likened to that of a brand partner or distributor, we went to uh, Europe, we went to Italy, France, and Spain um, on two different occasions, and that's what showed me the power and the impact that that makes in people's lives. So, of course, when we started our company, that's the very thing that we did. We, we took our first couple cruises out to Italy, France, Spain. We, we even went up into the, uh, uh, up into the Black Sea, the Ukraine, up, went all the way up into that, uh, up into the area where, where, you know, you're going literally to what used to be the Soviet Union. It was a magnificent trip. And, and then, and then when we start, we got, uh, you know, our company going, we continue that trend. And, and, you know, Sean and I have been, we took, uh, one of the maiden voyages of the Queen Mary II out of, uh, New York Harbor. Uh, we had almost a hundred folks on that, on that, uh, cruise and we went, uh, throughout the Caribbean and came back. What a magnificent trip that was. We've been to the Cayman Islands several times. Uh, you know, we've, we've been out to California. We've, we've just done a lot of things together. And that's the opportunity that we're excited about offering you guys, not just the money, but the lifestyle that can also be attached to the money. Because what can happen in very short order, guys, is you can find yourself, you know, latching on to specific goals that are required for you to be a part of that. And in the process, you start building a, a huge business. In other words, if you have to do X amount of personal group volume, to be on a magnificent trip. You'd be surprised, at least in my experience, how many people start participating in that, whereas before they, they could have set those same objectives, same goals, and same ideas for themselves, but that didn't necessarily happen. When we had, I don't know how many people we had driving, uh, you know, brand new BMWs. Sean's often shared that story, but it was a bunch. And it seemed like, you know, and again, that was an incentive, right? That was based upon people and their production. And as they started going out and they found it easier in some cases to uh, strive toward having an automobile, uh, and, and then, of course, the natural result was that they were highly productive and they were generating large amounts of income, right? Well, we, we all tend to be uh, somewhat focused in this way, right? We, we all... If you give us something that we have as an outcome that we're excited about, I and mean, we've often talked about the fact that the promise of the future is a very powerful force. Well, any time that any of us on this line have designated a vacation or something that's really magnificent for ourselves, our loved ones, our family, sometimes what's required to make that happen is easier for us than maybe the generic day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month of building and developing a business. And we understand that. We understand that psychologically for ourselves. And we understand that for people that are, you know, that, that we're working with and teaming up with and partnering with to build this business. So we're, we're genuinely excited about, about announcing that. But the reason that we do it, guys, the reason that we have these trips is so that we can enjoy the camaraderie, the fellowship, of being together, we all as human beings need one another, and the, the, this organization, this call is not the same without, without every one of you that's on this call. You all bring so much value, and as a result of these calls, this information, what we talk with one another about, 
I, I believe with all my heart that, that you go out a little bit different and you make some changes in other people's lives. It, it, and so, so it, it's, a, it's genuinely, I mean, it's an honor for us to be a part of these calls because we can offer information. But if you just sit back and think about it, each and every one of you on the call, you know, how often do you think about what success is for you? And what does that mean? I, I don't know what it means, but I would encourage you, if, if success is a progressive realization toward a worthwhile goal or dream, then start refining what your dream is. Maybe go so far, and I can tell you that I've done this and continue to do it, put together your own dream board. Maybe you can put it on the desktop of your computer or on your phone if you're looking at that every day. Or whatever you need to put. I know that Stoney, for example, he sends out fantastic quotes on social media. And you know, I, I am very fortunate and very blessed because I get a number of people that are sending me things on a daily basis that I respond to. I know that Michael Mandrus sends out. And, and it's amazing. There's other people in my life I probably find myself reading to fantastic, encouraging information throughout the day. And I think it's a phenomenal thing to do, but what we have this unique opportunity of doing is sharing that information with other people as well. In the course of building this business, guys, you really, you really should know that you're touching and affecting people's lives. Rarely have I seen a platform that gives people an opportunity to do this bigger and better than what we're talking about right here. I was talking with uh, Joseph Trahan, by the way, he's a, he's a, up with his his girls skiing, uh, either he's either up in New Mexico or he's made, or he probably already made his way up into Colorado now. But but I will tell you uh, that he the thing he probably likes about uh, being involved with uh, WVRX more than anything is is developing leaders. You know, and it, it, you can sense that you know it's inherent within who he is and, and how he operates. But there, there's rarely going to be an opportunity to develop your own leadership skills and then help other people do that. Now, there are some instances it's, it's just a little more difficult uh, to do it because you've got, uh, you know, here, are you, here are you're leading groups of people because they, they choose to get involved. And here what you have within wellness biosciences, whether you recognize it or not, is you have an opportunity to just not touch one life, but to touch a lot of lives. And, and here's the thing. And this is what scripture says, whether you believe or don't believe this is ancient scripture. It says that the more people's lives that you touch and affect positively, then your life will be consequential. Consequentially from that, you will have a richer, more meaningful life. And in fact, you know, it, it, it was said in ancient scripture that the more people's lives you touch, you know, in a in the more effect you have with more people, depending upon how many people, if you touch a few people's lives, then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a certain in, uh, outcome for yourself in your life. You have a certain amount of peace, joy. But the more people's lives you touch, then consequentially from that, the, the bigger and better your life becomes. And you've heard a lot of maybe, depending upon whether you, how much personal development you guys listen to or don't, it's been said that, you know, in order to get everything that you want, you, you can have get help as many people as you possibly can get what they want, and you're never going to have to worry about what you want. Now, that's a, a different thought process in my personal and humble opinion. I believe most people uh, in the world today, at least in the world that we live in, 
in North America here in the United States, you, you kind of are, are taught to go out and get yours, right? Regardless of what's going on around you, focus on getting you, get, moving you forward and becoming successful. If you work in a corporate uh, job or you're developing a business, oftentimes you won't share that information with your perceived competitors, right? You don't want someone taking your job or you don't want someone potentially, um, you know, you know, taking your market share away from you. But in our business, it, it really is about how effective you are at helping other people become more effective. It is about how you can feel yourself pouring you into other people. Because when you do help other people have success, I promise you, you're going to get everything that you could possibly want and then some. You know, this journey that we took that Sean and I often talk about, I don't know that there's been anything, um, I mean, with the exception of my own children and the success of it, that they've had in, in specific times and different, um, you know, over the past 21, 22 years, the, the greatest feeling in the world was seeing other people leave uh, jobs that they didn't like and start having dynamic success. I mean, really dy ridiculously dynamic success in comparison to where they were. I, I mean, literally seeing people go from, you know, quote unquote, being uh, you know involved in estate planning, really never earning more than let's say a hundred, hundred fifty thousand a year, to earning seven figures annually, uh, as much as up to a hundred and and almost two hundred thousand dollars in a month, right? And, and I'm just giving you a lay on to see that and to know where they started and to see how they experienced that. It was extremely rewarding. And you'd say, well, yeah, I'm sure you're excited, Barry, because of how well the company is doing. Well, of course. That was the consequence, but it was not what I was – the feeling that I remember was seeing other people and seeing their face and seeing how excited they were, and that story became so profound, it started having an impact in, others, in other people's lives. And so, you know, today I think Sean and I are really focused on uh, the people that we're working with, you guys – the folks that we can pour ourselves into and to help significant change occur so that has an impact in the people in your family, in your community, and the people that you know, and then, and, and, and then the opportunity becomes more relevant and more real for more people. The reason that we take people on trips, I can tell you, is that they come back with these amazing uh, experiences and stories. And they, I mean, it's one thing to take a trip because you plan it and you pay for it. It's another thing to take a trip because you go out and you earn it and it's completely taken care of. It's a different type of experience. And many of you on the line, I know you've been all over the world, you've done some fantastic things, and you know, I, I understand that, but I can tell you that in, in every instance that we took people all over the world and did amazing things, everyone loved that result. Everyone liked that experience. Everyone bonded and they developed relationships that carried on for their entire lives. And, and, and I guess what I'd like to just conclude with, guys, and, and I'm going to turn the call over to my partner, Sean, is that, you know, we have this unique opportunity. Now, I don't know what success is for you. For me, it is the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream, and I believe that the dream is to literally have, I mean, and, and I write this down, and this is, I'm just going to share it with you. You know, I have, um, you know, I, I attach a number to my goal, and that's just kind of what I do because I know the outcome that that will provide but to help, to help millions of people experience the benefits of wellness-based products 
and to help millions of people experience the benefits of a, of a business opportunity to help affect and change their life and their family's life. Now, I don't know. It, it, it's my dream. Now, that may never – I may end up accomplishing that, but I can tell you the pursuit of that dream is oftentimes what, what allows me to go to all lengths, to do everything that I possibly can at any given time to accomplish that dream. I believe that that's possible because other people have actually accomplished it. Now, I don't compare myself with other people because God's given me what he's given me. I don't, I can't, it's ridiculous for me to compare myself to other people because I don't, it's not about my comparison with them. It's about the journey he has me on. And I look at that and I say, look, I'm going to live my life pursuing a worthwhile goal and dream. Can you imagine the dream coming true and having an impact on millions of people's lives, both with wellness-based products that help them and with the business opportunity attached to it that helps them as well? See, to me, that's magnificent. It's a magnificent journey. Even on days where it doesn't seem like I've made progress toward that end, but on other days, I've made gigantic progress toward that in my own personal life. And, it, and our company has made progress. It just, it's going to vacillate. But as we start to gain more momentum by helping each one of you establish your own goal and dream of whatever genuinely is important to you. Because here's, what, here's the thing, guys. Here's what I know. As I look toward that goal, I know that the effect it's going to have on my kids and my wife and my family and my community. Because it's kind of outlandish. If you think about it, it's kind of over the top. Who in the world would ever believe that that dream could come true for them? Someone who says, it can, come, it can happen for me, it's happened for others. And it starts with somebody. It starts somewhere. And maybe some of you guys, maybe some of you say, well, hell, if I could just help, you know, a thousand people. Well, that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that one goal is better. In fact, that's an amazing goal. Some people would say, well, if I could just help a few hundred people, great. Some people say, if I could just help, you know, maybe a hundred people or less. It doesn't matter. Your, you, the, the substance of how great you become in your life will be a consequence of how many people you affect and change in your life. That will absolutely not change, I promise you. And if you can get yourself into the mindset of determining what your goal is, then I think sometimes the business of what's required in our daily uh, you know, strategies and tactics and, and things of that nature becomes so much easier because that's our goal that we have written down. It's before us. Whatever your vision board looks like, whatever the dreams are, whatever things you want to accomplish, all of that it becomes more of the wind in your sail. And if you set yourself correctly, it just might happen. So with that, guys, I'm going to turn the call over to my partner, Sean. Uh, and Sean, brother, I, I appreciate you so much. I'm so excited about this journey. And uh, as we embark uh, on the remaining part of, uh, of March and come into our event here on March the 15th, we've got great things in store and big things happening across the board and excited with, uh, with everything in me. So, brother, I'm going to sit back and, and listen to uh, the balance of the call from you. So thank you so much for all you do. Hey, man, my pleasure, and thank you. Great job. And I'm going to pick up right where Barry left off, you know, and, and again, it's just funny because Barry and I, whether you guys believe this or not, you know, we, I get on the call 10 minutes early, he gets on the call 10 minutes early, and we, and we connect a little bit. How was your weekend? How was your weekend, et cetera? But we really don't script or I don't know what he's going to cover. Oftentimes he doesn't know what I'm going to cover. But more times than not, 
we end up covering essentially the same philosophical, at least, information. And so I actually have written notes here that I wanted to share with you guys, and it's so funny because it's just exactly in tune with, with what Barry was sharing. And the note I have written to myself is to talk to you guys about protecting and controlling your thoughts because, you know, I just spent the weekend, I said the weekend, Obviously, we had the Saturday call, and then a buddy of mine and I that I've known, literally I've known in my entire life since about fifth grade, and we went um, we went this weekend to a little camp and just Saturday night and Sunday. And so guy's time, guy's trip, if you will. And, and the truth is the reason that we did that is, is he's struggling a little bit with, you know, with COVID and, and you know, what it's going, you know, just, just the social distancing, but to, to the nth degree where now he's kind of become antisocial. He doesn't really want to go anywhere. He doesn't really want to be out. You know, he's got a, frankly, I would, and I'm not a clinician, but I would say he's definitely got a mild case of of depression over this. And in addition, he's got some challenges in his marriage. And so we were just going to kind of detach for a couple, you know, for detach for 24, 36 hours and spend some guy time and, you know, build a campfire and hang out. And I realized just on the drive alone, guys, how important, like I was not, I'm just to say it this way. I was not prepared. I was not prepared to be strong enough and positive enough for both of us for 24 to 36 hours. I, and I didn't realize it. So he gets in my truck, just as an example. And of course I've got balm in my, in my, my little center console. I've got, you know, our, our meter plus in my center console and he gets in the truck. And the first thing he says as a joke, air quotes as a joke, because he's a police officer, or he's a federal agent. He gets in, he says, Oh, I don't know if I can ride with you. You got all this weed in the car. And he's joking, air quotes, joking, but that's literally the way that we start our trip. And I thought, okay, I need to be prepared. I need to start getting mentally prepared for the jokes, air quotes, jokes, and the negative energy that he's going to throw my way, you know, for the next for the next day, basically, for the next 24, 36 hours. And so I just realized as we were going through, you know, of course, we talked about the political climate. We talked about personal, you know, challenges. We talked about old memories since we've known each other since fifth grade. We, we laughed a little bit, but it was a pretty somber time. And I tell you guys all of that because I, here I am on a Monday morning coming off of a weekend, and I'm having to make some decisions about the amount of time and, and, and the conversations, that, the amount of time I'm going to spend and the conversations I'm going to have to have with my, my lifelong friend if we want to continue to be friends in the future, because I personally am not at a place in my life today where I'm going to look at all the downside, at all the negative. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put people's careers down in, in a joking, air quotes, joking fashion. Um, you know, that that negative energy, it just it permeates like a cancer. And, and so I'm faced with some personal challenges today. A lifelong friend, literally, Sam, 44, I, I would guess somewhere in the ballpark of 32 to 34 years that I've been friends with this guy, best man in my wedding. I was the best man in his wedding. And literally, we are going to have to have a sit down about how he is not going to bring his negative energy and vibes into my life. I simply cannot handle that depth of, of poison and, and just spewing, you know, what he doesn't realize is, is really hatred. And so it's funny because, you know, Barry, where I was just going to pick right up where Barry left off, Barry talked about a vision board. He talked about seeing is believing. And, and so it's, it's just funny that, that, 
that the connection between Barry's message today and my message is all about basically self-strength. And I'm talking about through your faith, of course. I mean, whether you're a Christian, whether you're you know, Jewish, whether you're Hindu, whatever, connecting with your faith and that inner source of, of power and then protecting your words, protecting your ears, protecting your eyes, protecting your relationships. You know, you simply cannot surround yourself. Uh, I mean, a number of people said it from Denzel Washington to, to um, maybe even, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln, who knows. But there's a number of people that, that have been quoted saying you are the sum total or a subset of the five people that you spend the most time around. Well, five people is not a lot of people, but you, you, know, you end up spending time around your significant other, you spend up to in, in that spending time maybe around your business partner, someone from your church. And when you look around and three or four of those five people are, are neutral and or negative, that means you're going to have a lot of negativity in your life and ultimately probably going to pull you into negativity. Now, if you've got three or four of those five people that are encouraging, I'm not talking about their, their Joel Osteen, you know, that, that, that everything's just, you know, just sunshine and rainbows, which I love Joel Osteen, by the way, but he's about the most positive guy I've ever heard. You, you can't have five of those, or God God bless you if you can, but you have to have a good mixture, and then you have to be a part of that mixture. You have to understand what you contribute to those five or six people, and are you being positive? Are you being you know, negative? Are you being neutral? I'll tell you, I don't always, as a matter of fact, I aspire not to be the smartest guy in the room. I really don't. I want to surround myself where I'm always in a learning environment where people, you know, around me are, are frankly smarter or, or better at certain things than I am. But guys, I got to tell you, I don't mind being the most positive person in the room or trying to be rather the most positive person in the room. I, I love it when I'm not the most positive person in the room and I'm being positive, which means there are so many other positive people in the room that I'm just, you know, trying to keep up. But if I'm in a room of, of neutral or even negative people, I'm going to try to be the light. I'm going to try to be positive. I'm going to try to be funny. I'm going to try to be energetic. I'm going to try to be fun. And if that room doesn't lift from my energy, guess what, guys? I'm leaving that room. I'm going to go into a different room. I'm going to go into a room of people who are just happy about life or they're encouraged about their career or they're, they're in love with their significant other or they're excited about their children people that just have some sort of vision and positive energy for their life, not this negative, sarcastic humor puts you down, you know, as, as a way of, of making them feel better. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, I mean, and, you know, not to quote Grant Cardone too much, but, but I just finished a book of his, and, you know, he says, never take advice from a quitter. And what he means, he doesn't mean someone that's even necessarily started something and failed on it, because sometimes you can take good advice from from someone who has said, hey, I made that mistake before. I do this a lot with my children. Hey, guys, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but I did this when I was in school. I didn't study as much. I, I, I you know, messed around with sports too much, or I, I negated my obligations too much, and this is what happened. Please don't do that. Spend more time studying. Spend more time, you know, understanding wh where you want to go in life. So I try to coach them from a place not of hypocrisy, but from the mistakes that I make, because you can certainly learn from your own mistakes, but you can also learn from other people's mistakes. And so I'm not talking about, you know, not listening to people who have tried and failed and tried again. Those people, are, frankly, you know, offer great value and a great service, the ones that don't give up and the ones that don't quit. But what I'm talking about, the quitters, are often people who never even tried. You know, Grant Cardone said when he was writing his book, people would come to him and say, oh, man, writing a book is hard. 
And he'd say, well, you know, it's true, I guess. You know, t tell me about your book and what made it hard. Well, I've never written a book. I just know it's hard. Well, how are you going to try to talk me out of something that you yourself have never done? And why would you even try? And that's because they quit on something else. Maybe they didn't quit on writing a book, but they quit on something else. They quit on a relationship or they quit on a career or maybe they quit on their kids or they, maybe they just quit on their own dreams and their own goals and their own values and their own beliefs. And so now when you come out and you say, you know, I've started a marketing and distribution company, you know, and I want to, and I want to make a million dollars in the next, you know, 12, 24 months, people are automatically, who've never even been in the business, by the way, they're going to start putting, oh, one of those things. Oh, they got you too. You know, oh, you know, dare to be great. Like that's a bad thing. People actually would look at you if you wore a t-shirt that said dare to be great and they would mock you. They would mock you for wanting to use your God-given gifts and talents, as Barry said, to help others, to lift up others, to provide for your family, to provide for yourself. They would mock you for, for words like dare to be great. You know, if you wore a shirt that said I'm average, they would think that's hilarious. Oh, I love your shirt, man. That's a, that's a great shirt. I'm average too. But dare to be great, and you might as well put a bullseye on it. People... It, oftentimes, if you're around the wrong people, that's the message, guys. I don't want you to think I'm down on people because I'm not. I'm, I'm down on hanging out with the wrong people. And, man, I'm encouraging you to find the right people, whether that's a social group, a business networking group, a mastermind group, a church group, a neighborhood you know, group, men's group, mom's group. doesn't matter. But you, you know the energy. You know when you walk in a place or you spend time in a relationship, if you feel you know, encouraged when you leave, then that's probably a place you want to check back in and spend your time. If you feel drained every time you walk out of that place, you might reconsider how much time you spend in that place. And guys, I'll tell you, I've had to do this with my parents. I love them. I am grateful for life. But my parents are not dreamers. They are not entrepreneurs, neither of them. They are blue-collar, hardworking, honest, kind, faithful people but they are not dreamers. So if I were to say to them, literally, I think if I were to say to my mom, Mom, I'm stepping down from the president and co-founder of what we believe will be a future billion-dollar company in a household name. I'm going to step down because I got a job. I got a job at First National Bank of XYZ. I think she'd be ecstatic because in her mind, it means a salary benefits, you know, a company that's been around 100 years, blah, 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 all the things that she and her generation perceive as safety. Now, does that mean my mom doesn't love me? No, of course not. Does it mean she doesn't understand me? Yeah, it does mean that she doesn't understand my nature, my entrepreneurialism, my ability to do something to, to serve and help others on a global perspective, as Barry said, both with health and wellness and financial opportunity. Those are things I can do from a bank or from Enterprise or in a car. I mean, when I was at Enterprise, I managed some 60 or 70 employees at any given time, you know, and, and over the course of the years with, you know, turnover and hiring and firing, it was probably hundreds. It might have been a thousand employees that I, that I touched their lives over a six or seven year period. And, and even that's more than what, that, what most people will have the opportunity to do in a lifetime. So I'm grateful, but 
a thousand over a, you know a seven year period or so versus you know a thousand that Barry and I have already touched in the last twelve months. It's just a magnification. This business excites me because I'm able to reach more people and touch more people and help more people in a shorter amount of time than I would be able to do in any job. And from an economic perspective, while there is no floor, yes, Barry and I don't take a, a base salary and we don't have these big old you know incentive packages. We, we're we're grinding it out just like a distributor would and just like you know somebody that, that that's out there trying to make something happen from from essentially nothing. You know, when we created this, we didn't even have products. We didn't have a name of a company. Our first run at an operating agreement literally just said. You know, this operating agreement for, and then in the blank, it just said new company, new co, because we didn't even have a name. So, so we have had to build and scratch and scrap and fight, but we don't quit the fight. We know what it takes, and we are, are not, you know, the guys, not that you, any of you are either, but we're not foolish enough to believe that all, you know, roads on the way to town are green lights and, and that you're not going to hit speed bumps and potholes. I mean, guys, I'll just tell you, you know, when Barry started his other company, he was a distributor, had made millions of dollars, had been very successful. But when he started the company now as a as a as an owner, he had a whole new set and subset of challenges. Well, when I started my neurocognitive assessment company, this is just one example, and I, I can give you a very factual timeline. They told me the government, Medicare, or what they call CMS, um, but Medicare basically said, Hey, it'll take you about three to six months to get your Medicare number at which time you can start billing for any services that you've already provided in all future services. So basically what they get you to do is they get you to start seeing patients for free while you apply for your Medicare number. And if you get your Medicare number, you can back bill those claims up to a year, right? So you could have seen someone in January of say January, 2015, and as long as you bill by January of 2016, you can actually still collect those monies. So they, they quoted three to six months to get your Medicare number. Guys, it took 18 months. 18 months we were seeing patients, spending money, and collecting zero dollars. Didn't have a Medicare number. We weren't doing anything wrong. I mean, our application was in. We were going through the process. But three to six months became 18. Do you know how much I wanted to quit, how much I wanted to call and scream at some poor person at Medicare that really probably had no control over the situation anyway? I wanted to lose my mind. I mean, at the six-month mark, I was impatient. At the nine-month mark, I was beside myself. At the 12-month mark, I wanted to, to quit. At the 15-month mark, I wanted to kill somebody. And at the 18-month mark, we finally got our Medicare number. We finally got the bill. We finally started collecting money. But, guys, the time between three to six months and 18 months, that 12-month, 15-month gap was – torturous, nothing shy of torturous, but I stayed diligent. I stayed, I kept my vision. I kept my belief and finally, you know, saw the fruits of my labor. Well, roll that into this, this opportunity when Barry and I started WBRX. We didn't have a product supplier. We didn't, you know, weren't fully aware or completely sure of all the legal ramifications. You know, we, we got a merchant account, then we lost that merchant account. We had to get another merchant account. And that's happened actually twice now. You know, we had to change banks because we had a local Texas bank that, that was taking great care of us. And then their higher up said, oh, no, we're not going to work with any CBD companies. So it had nothing to do with WBRX. It's just 
They weren't going to handle CBD transactions, so we had to change banks. I mean, we have been through the ringer, and here we are as excited and as encouraged as we've ever been. And back to the original point of my message, I would tell you that's because Barry and I encourage each other. We push each other. We lift each other up. We, we roll our sleeves up together. We don't sit and, and, and pour a cup of coffee and, and stare into each other's eyes and talk about all our problems and all the things that aren't going well and all the reasons that we're just not sure. We don't even look in the rearview mirror. We're, guy, we're windshield guys. We, we know where we're going. We know what we have to do. He's done it in a business. I've done it in a completely different business. And now, collectively, we're doing it in this business. Now, did we ever foresee COVID? Of course not. Did we ever foresee a year-long mask you know, epidemic? Of course not. Did we ever believe that people would be working from home and, 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 and such a magnitude, you know, in droves of people that don't even go to the office anymore? No, we never could have seen that coming. But all of those things are just things. They're, they're just reasons and, and areas that you have to navigate through if you're going to be a successful business owner in any business, guys. So you just have to keep some of those things you know, at the forefront of your mind, protect and control your thoughts. Uh, and, guys, you can control your thoughts. You can control your mind or your mind can control you. That's, I believe that wholeheartedly. I know that Barry believes that. And, and so you really just have to hunker down, watch, uh, not watch, but, but be aware of what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, who you spend time with. Because, guys, it really is garbage in, garbage out. You do taint the well. You do taint the drinking water with just a little bit of poison, you know, and so people don't, they're just simply not aware of that. The last thing I'll leave you guys with is I just want to share a couple of things that <laughs> I came across, you know, a lot of times I'll talk about I read this or I read that. Guys, 20 years ago, Barry will tell you, I never used, that phrase didn't even exist in my vocabulary. I read this or I read that. I didn't read. I wasn't putting anything of value into my mind. I wasn't growing. I wasn't stretching and I wasn't feeding that aspect of my life. Sure, I watched television and I went to church and I read reports from work or the things that were required for my job, but I didn't read, I didn't read for pleasure. I didn't read John Grisham novels or, or Grant Cardone or, or, you know, Warren Buffett. I didn't read for, for growth. I didn't read for pleasure. I didn't read at all. And now, you know, thanks to my relationship and partnership with Barry and others who, who are leaders, one of the common tales is, is they read, you know, a, a ton of books per year. Oftentimes, great leaders may be reading two or three or four books at a time. You know, I mean, a chapter here and then switch and chapter there and, and whatever the case may be. I've now read probably a little over, you know, 400 books, but I didn't start, guys, until I was 30 years old. And, and so, I just share that with you because you've got to be constantly, the world is bombarding you with negative information. You have got to be counteracting that and, and, and sword fighting that negative energy with positive information. So from books, from training aids, from, from watching your friends and your family relationships, you just, you just have to know that the mind has a built-in negative bias. So I was actually reading an article, uh, the Dr. Dr. Rice Hansen, uh, wrote an article is psychiatry and, and neuropsychiatry, and he's talking about the effects and the science of the brain. But he said one of the things you can do is if you'll move through your day with an open awareness of many of the many good things around, you can actually correct your brain's built-in 
negativity bias. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples that I read through this article. Something as simple, and literally, guys, it's a, it's a cliche, but I am being literal. If you will stop and smell the roses, okay, as an example, if you walk past a beautiful rose bush, take five seconds, look at the intricacy of the petals, look at the delicate nature of the flower, look at the leaves, even look at the thorns, give it a quick sniff, Say to yourself aloud or quietly, wow, what a beautiful rose, and then keep walking. Little things like that actually do rewire your brain's natural negative bias. So today, I'd say it's a rainy, gloomy day, but the fog is really neat as it lifts off of, you know, there's a condensation lifts off of the grass. There's a beautiful, thick, almost kind of movie, spooky fog that's rolled across my neighborhood, it's stunning in its own unique way. Now, is it, is it what my preference? No, I'm a sunshine guy. I like clear blue skies. I like weather that's good for flying or golfing or fishing or the beach. But this in its own way is a gorgeous day. That's my choice. I choose to see it that way because I'm going to rewire my natural negative bias to go, oh, it's rainy. Oh, it's gloomy. Oh, it's humid. It, it is some of those things, but it's, it's beautiful. It's warm. You know, I don't want to be in four inches of snow. It, it's a good day. The grass is getting greener. Things are good. And you just have to remind yourself to, to stop and look at those things all the time because, guys, like, with all the negativity in the world, this two minutes I've shared with you about being positive and looking for positive, that's like throwing a pebble in the ocean. That's one little positive thing. When we get off this call, you're going to be bombarded with a thousand negative things. So you have to seek and look for the positive and grab it, engage it, share it, share positive comments, share positive thoughts, share positive energy. It becomes contagious just like the negativity does. So let it spread. Let that positivity spread and be the light. Last thing I want to share with you guys is I came across just a really, really neat article about value, about success, and about value in the marketplace. And so we all know about gold bars and silver bars. You know, I was looking at the silver the other day, just, just curious. I've, I've never invested in silver historically, and I thought, you know, I'm not going to think about investing in silver. Well, it's up 44% since the beginning of COVID. So I probably won't invest in silver right now. Sure wish I had, you know, 12, 14 months ago. But as I was reading about silver, I came across an article about iron, like iron ore or, you know, an iron bar. And it had some, some numbers and some statistics that I just thought were really fascinating because it correlates to your value here, right? Our products have a value. They have a retail price. They have a wholesale price. You know, I tell you for people that are no longer suffering from constant migraines or irritable bowel syndrome or anxiety or stress, you know, our products probably don't cost enough. They're, the value, and we're not going to have a price increase. I'm not saying that. But people that have had phenomenal results are like, man, I'd pay double for what I pay for your product. Okay, so our product is value added. And then, of course, our opportunity. People making five grand, 10 grand, 15, 16, 17 grand in a single month. Well, there's obviously great value in that as well. But this article said that a bar of iron costs $5 for a raw, bar of iron. But if you make it into horseshoes, 
it's worth $12, so a little more than double. If you make that same iron into needles, as in like, uh, you know, like surgical needles or syringe needles or sewing needles, any sort of needle, that iron, that same amount of iron, that $5 bar of iron is now worth $3,500. If that same bar of iron is made into balance springs for watches, Rolex watches or Timex watches, wherever the case may be, use iron to make balance springs, that, that same $5 bar is now worth $300,000 when converted to, to springs for watches. So your value is literally determined by what you're able to make of yourself. So don't, don't shortchange yourself. Make the most of your product, make the most of your opportunity, and, and make the most of the energy and the opportunity to help other people see the light by you being the light. So I just wanted to share all that with you guys. You know, Barry gets me fired up. When, I love when he goes first because it just gives me the energy and the juice and, and continues to keep me fired up. We've got a huge week, even though it's spring break week. We had a ton of appointments last week. We're going to have more appointments this week. And we're building towards this event because we want to provide the platform and the opportunity for each and every one of you to come to learn, to bring your guests so they can learn, so they can get excited. And I'm not talking about hyped up and fake and all that, but, I mean, come and truly get excited about, about being educated, about learning, and about potentially, guys, and as cliche as it sounds, they could walk in our doors and it could literally change their life. It could change their financial future. It could change, you know, Barry met his spouse in, in this industry He's made millions of dollars in this industry. Our partnership is a result of this industry. So you guys have no idea, we have no idea, and your prospects have no idea what walking into our environment that we create and the value of the information that we share, what they may do and how they may apply it in their lives and how it may change their lives, their children's lives, and their children's children's lives. And that is our goal. That is our aspiration. So, brother, I look forward to a great week. Hopefully we can get out and play a little golf this week as well. And uh, I just know you're doing great things on your side of town. I appreciate you, and, and I'll invite you back to close out the call. Awesome job, man. I really, uh, <clears throat> you know, just my big takeaway, you know, with what Sean shared, truthfully, his thoughts are things, man. They're not just, you know, they manifest into real uh, objective things that you can point to. And, uh, you know, a spoken word, guys, is a very powerful thing. So, um, you know, my big takeaway is be very aware of what is, uh, what is making up the sum total of your thoughts and be very aware of what you're speaking out into the world because those things have impact and power not just on other people's lives but so, so much so on your own. You know, they, they have an impact on how you see things and how you respond to things and uh, great message, man, great message. So, guys, have a phenomenal uh, week. Uh, we're going to be here tomorrow at 3 o'clock for a Zoom call, of course, Wednesday at um, 11 a.m. in the office, Thursday Zoom call, Saturday a Zoom call. We're, we're going to be here all week, guys. We've got a lot of stuff going on and some phenomenal people uh, to work with, engage with, and we just recommend, guys, do all that you can to make this week as, as good as it possibly can. All right, guys, have a blessed day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.